Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'll be joined by Bob Lowry, and we're going to talk about the Biolab factory. It's the factory that made the trichlor tablets, and it burned down in Louisiana. We'll talk a little bit about what we think about the schedule of it being back online. Bob Lowry is also going to share a few things on safety out there while you're out in the field. And then we're going to finish up the episode talking about things you can add to the pool that will make the coin last longer like a saltwater generator, AOP, ozone, and UV. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. So let's talk about the challenge of the 2020 season. You know, right now, I just went to my local Leslie's last week, and they're still out of the liquid returnable chlorine, which, believe it or not, has been the case for the last two months. They just have disposable HASA. And so they also have a limited supply of acid. They had maybe four or five cases there. And the trichlor, of course, they have in stock now. However, we're not releasing trichlor in the pools because it's the water's temperature is down here. In 2022... Uh, actually, I said 2020. I think it's 2021 was what I was trying to say. I wrote the wrong year in my notes. And so I, I said 2020. 2021 is the year that we're talking about because this is the year that we're in. Right. <laughs> Next year, 2022, I've heard from many sources. and I, I kind of have my ears to the tracks of how the chemical shortage is going to be in that year. What are your thoughts about 2021? You know, everyone's scrambling for chlorine not being able to find it, and next year coming up, the pool pros are pretty nervous about the pricing and about the availability of chlorine, and since you've been in the industry forever, and this has probably never happened before, has it? No, this is really unprecedented. We haven't, in the almost 50 years I've been in the pool industry, we've never seen shortages of chemicals or equipment like we're experiencing in the last uh, almost two years now. I think the shortages are going to continue because the plant that that burned to the ground that made trichlor, it was in Luling, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. It's not going back online. It'll, I don't think it's even going to go back online in 2022. Mm. There are a number of reasons for that, but the biggest one is that usually when you rebuild a building, you know from being a contractor that, you know, if you rebuild something, you have to bring it up to code. Mm-hmm. And and that plant was an old plant. And so um, as long as it, was, as it was running, it didn't need to be up to code. And now that they're going to have to make everything up to code, that changes the game for them. 
they have to install a whole lot more equipment and measuring devices and and even environmental impact studies um, that take a long time to do. And and so I don't see that coming back online in 2022. I, I would like to see it come back online, and I really hope they do. But um, uh, if if it's better to probably plan that it won't and be happy if it does. So I think we're going to continue to see trichlor shortages. I think there are uh, shortages on liquid chlorine that are, I don't believe, I don't believe any manufacturer is withholding anything on purpose. I don't think that for a minute. I think that what is happening is that industries like the liquid chlorine, they couldn't get the bottles back. They couldn't get, you know, they couldn't get the, the raw materials that they need because it comes in by truck and by train mm -hmm. and there's less trucks and less trains, you know, and, and there are less, there's boats that are docked out there out by where you are. They're docked out there in the, in the ocean waiting to get, to get into the port because they don't have the people to get it off of the, off of the boat. And so shipments are less. Everything is, you know, raw materials are less you know, one of the plastic, one of the liquid chlorine manufacturers that don't put it into returnables said, you know, I've got liquid chlorine, but I don't have any bottles. <laughs> and what are you going to do? I mean, the, the guy's got liquid, but he doesn't have the bottles to put it in. You know, that's not really his fault. You know, Maybe it'll be and, like the uh, those those restaurants in my area where they sell the menudo on Sunday, and everyone yeah. brings their pots in, and so we'll have to go with our own containers. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, they, actually, believe it or not, they do that in in Florida. Mm -hmm. They have a it's like a filling station, you know, a gas station. You go in with your own container of chlorine, you fill it up, and they charge you for it. That may and be the way for the a, future. They've got a tank that that's up in the air about. You know, as about as tall as you are, uh -huh. and and just a valve and a thing down at the bottom. They open it up, and people go in and fill their fill their own bottles. And I think you're right about the raw material, and I think you're right about the, the bio bio lab factory because people don't aren't really talking about it. I've heard a few people mention that they have to bring it up to code for the EPA and with all the the codes in the city that are new. I mean, I I have a rental property. I just got this year and it can be used for commercial property like real estate office or an insurance office but the city wanted me to put six handicapped parking spaces in they wanted me to you know all the upgrades that i need to do to make it up to code because it, it's a built in 1986 and it was never it was owned by the same person all those years right and so for me to change that and continue using it as a, a business i had to do that and so for them I mean, they're making a chemical that they had to evacuate the neighborhoods when that thing burned down. Well, yeah, and and they have to go through the. Um, there's now emission controls that didn't exist when they built that, so they they can't exhaust as much, you know, chlorine that they couldn't capture, and other things that are vented. Um, they can't run that out into the environment anymore. You know, and there, there's cleaning procedures and, you know, there's a lot of things. And, and I know because I was a chemical manufacturer, I didn't make trichlor tablets, but we made chemicals and we packaged chlorine. There's a lot of, of things you need to do to do that. 
you know, you have to have scrubbers and filters and have to air handling things that change the air every eight minutes in the room. And there's a lot of things you need to do. And and then the storage amounts, you know, that that gets to be a problem, too, because OSHA says you can only store this much kind of this much of this kind of chlorine in this space. Mm-hmm. And even though it's a space that that may hold more than that, the OSHA says you can't do it. You end up with problems like that. That that uh, and they're going to be under close scrutiny when they open it. Mm-hmm. When they open that plant, OSHA is going to be there and EPA to make sure that they're they're doing it right, and that and may I- slow them down too. And I don't think people realize how toxic that trichlor really is because I had a friend that worked in a factory. And they have these special gloves that they give them when they handle them. And he, he left them somewhere, forgot them. I don't know what happened. So he just used a regular pair of rubber kitchen gloves from his house. And the next day, he showed me his hands, and they were all burned because he wasn't wearing the gloves that they supplied. And so it's a super toxic chemical when they're making it, I mean, even when you're handling yourself as a pool guy. And what pool guys don't really understand either is that a lot of the exposure that they have to even sunlight, it is cumulative in your body. And and you won't have any effects right now. But yeah. as you get older, you're going to. Yeah. And and the stuff is going to accumulate and you're going to have breathing problems. You're going to have problems with skin cancer and things like that as you get older because you're not protecting yourself now. And and you really, as a pool service tech, you should be wearing them. We're starting to wear masks all the time anyway, but mm-hmm. you should really be making sure that you wear a mask when you handle chemicals. You should be wearing some kind of gloves or protection when you're when you're dealing with any kind of chlorine product and and especially you should be wearing either eye, sunglasses aren't exactly a an eye protection but they're better than no protection mm-hmm. but you really need to protect your eyes because of of dust and and wind and stuff blowing uh, chlorine and vapors into your eyes and so when you're handling those kinds of things you probably should put on a, a pair of goggles or at least a pair of safety glasses mm-hmm. so that you can protect your eyes because your eyes are really sensitive to chlorine and uh, I've told people if you get pure chlorine like from Cal Hypo you get some dust in your eye you've got about 10 seconds before it causes permanent damage and so you really need to be aware of that. And you either need to, to pour some water over your, you know, from your water bottle onto your face, or you need to bend down and, and splice some water from the pool into your face yeah. and get that stuff out of your eyes as quick as you can. Been there and done that. You know, I, I know that that happens when I'm not wearing my glasses. And if it's a cloudy day, I got to be extra careful. Um, but, yeah, I should be wearing safety goggles on those days when I'm not wearing my my yeah, safety sunglasses and they should be polarized too i should mention that because the glare from the pool is probably going to affect your eyes as far as cataracts that does you too. Know? Yeah. yeah you know you end up with with cataracts and you really need to be wearing sunblock yeah. you know and i know that's not not necessarily a manly thing to do but you really should be wearing sunblock out there because i can tell you you know i spent my life in the sun you know, I was an athlete. I was a 
a, a warrior in the army. And back then we didn't even have sunblock. And yeah. I can tell you now, I go to the dermatologist every three months and they burn off all these little <laughs> keratoses and stuff like that. And I've had three bouts now with skin mm. cancer. And I don't go out in the sun that much now at all. But yeah. I'm getting skin cancer, well, and it's because I spent a lot of my time in my life out in the sun, unprotected. And so what I use, I use the kids brand of suntan sunscreen because it's the white and really thick, and I can actually see where it's going on. First, I yeah. tried the spray for a while because it, it's kind of more manly to spray it on, but I realized I was missing areas. And yeah. so with the kids sunblock, which is really a high SPF anyway, you can actually see all the white on your face and on your neck. And yeah. so you don't miss any areas with that. And so that's why I use the kids stuff. And I, sometimes people laugh at some of my, I have a video where I talk about all the safety that I go through. And someone commented, why are you using that stuff? You know, you look like a dork, you know, but yeah. it protects you. And I don't really care what they say. I'm, I don't want to get skin cancer, like you said. But back to the the shortage in 2022 coming up, I've heard pricing uh, models coming out from different suppliers. And I hate to say this, but the prices are probably going to be higher. Yeah, prices are going to be higher. You're going to have shortages. And I've told people in other podcasts, listen, stop complaining and start realizing that this is the new normal. Mm-hmm. And once you get over that hump and then you can make some plans on how you're going to do things based on how it is right now and stop saying, oh, geez, you know, this company this, this company that. The companies aren't shorting anybody. They're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it because they can't get the supplies either. Yeah. So stop complaining about it. Decide that this is a new norm. And if it gets better, then you'll get better too. But but stop complaining about it and get on with 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 operating your pool. The, the pool doesn't know there's a shortage. You have to take, you know, the pool's not an entity, man. You know, it's not an organism. So you have to deal with it. You know, and you need to get out there and do what you can with what you got. And if there isn't any chlorine around, then, or if the chlorine is short, then you need to get a supplement. And that may be a segue into what we're doing. But if you can't find chlorine, you may want to supplement your pools with a chlorine generator, an ozonator, AOP. Silver ionizers, uh, mineral purifiers. Yeah. There's all kinds of things on the market, and they're all supplements. And and I explain this to people all the time. Understand that that all of the supplements, I I know that they all say, oh, it's it's more powerful than chlorine, and it kills more things, and it's faster, and. And I've even said that to people, but then I follow up and say, listen, it does all of that, but it doesn't provide any residual. So there's zero residual that these things make. If mm-hmm. if you look in the books that I've written and stuff, um, you will find that ozone stays in the water between three and 18 minutes. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Three to 18 minutes. And that's under laboratory conditions. In your pool, my guess is it's probably seconds. You know, and and you can prove it 
Um, there are, you can make a test on the water for ozone uh, in the water, either dissolved or as a, as a part per million, and you can check it at the return line. And most of the times I've checked a pool, it comes up zero. Even though you're dosing ozone and you know you are, it's gone by the time it gets to the pool. Hmm. So there's no ozone in your pool. There's no AOP in your pool. AOP lasts um, one millisecond. A thousandth of a second is the is the life like lifetime of a of an AOP of a free radical, and and so there's no chance that there's any of that in your pool. So the thing to think about is bather to bather disease transmission. And we're talking residential pools, but we are talking bather to bather disease transmission. And that's when you get in the water and let your bacteria off, and I get in the water and let my bacteria off. What protects the both of us from getting each other's bacteria? What protects us? And the only thing that's in the water that does that is the residual. And so you have to have a chlorine residual, and you you should not use a low residual because a low residual, um, I did the math because I found out exactly how much chlorine the average person needs and what the average pool is and so on. And for a 15,000 gallon pool, when you if you have a half a part per million of chlorine in the pool, if you put seven people in the pool, your chlorine's gone. So you don't want to do that, you know, and and if and the seven is kind of cumulative. So if you're not adding some more chlorine and you try to get away with a free chlorine residual that's low, after seven people get in there, you don't have any chlorine. It's something you have to understand because that's how you deal with it. You understand that you need to keep a higher residual. And and I even wrote a paper of uh, last month, uh, keeping a higher residual can actually save you chlorine. Mm. And the reason is that that if you keep a higher chlorine residual, all of the the ammonia and sunblock and all the stuff that get that bathers bring into the water is oxidized as it's introduced. And it doesn't make any combined chlorine. It doesn't make any any disinfection byproducts. It doesn't make any chloramines. It doesn't make any of those things. And it doesn't allow bacteria or algae to grow. So by keeping a higher residual, it's it's actually better. And and getting to a higher residual doesn't cost any more money. You know, people go, well, there's a shortage of chlorine already. Yes, but if you get the chlorine level up there one time, the amount of chlorine that's used by any pool is is pretty much fixed. So you're going to – the chlorine demand is how much chlorine that you're going to use. But the residual is just the level you're going to keep it at. So except for getting it up to that level one time, there's no difference in the cost. And it may be cheaper because if you get chloramines and combine chlorine, then you need to superchlorinate to get rid of it. So you actually use more chlorine by keeping a lower residual. And you get algae too, which has been a big problem in the season. 
Yeah, yeah. and then you're buying algicides and yeah. spending money trying spending money and time trying to get rid of the algae. So keep an eye on residual is a is is the best thing you can do, or at least keep use a supplement such as a uh, the any of the devices we've talked about. Yeah. But just remember that they don't they don't add anything to the residual. They just they just reduce the amount of chlorine that you will need to maintain the residual. And if you're looking for more of Bob's resources and looking for that tech bulletin that he mentioned on having a higher residual, you can go to his website, pcti.online, and from there you can look at that bulletin. You can also sign up for his certified res- residential course there online on his site. And of course, if you're looking for more podcasts or the previous episodes that I record with Bob Lowry, just go to my website, swimmingforlearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a search box on that site and just type in Bob Lowry to pull up those other podcasts. And if you're interested in enhancing your business, definitely consider my coaching program. You can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. And by joining, you also get a discount on your general liability insurance. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great your week and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash pool guy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash pool guy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.